Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's September 7th, 2023, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling post-show. I am Adriel Perlin, of course. As always, my number one collider who now gets to see all of her favorite stars and talk about them on the AEW post-shows, but also joins me here for every Impact post-show. It's Cresta Star. Hey, Cresta. I'm doing great. You know, I have fallen in love with Impact. I am an Impact shill. And when people start talking crap about Impact, I step in front of unnecessary fire and say, steal your mouth. Impact is fantastic. And when they go to say no, all I have to mention is, you know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and Samoa Joe, you can see that statement is not true. Impact is fantastic. It really is. And it's also fantastic when you all leave a thumbs up on the video and, of course, support us here at YouTube.com slash Fightful by subscribing. That's the free 99 version. And, of course, other ways you can support us is to support us at FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And you can also donate a Super Chat, any amount of question or statement read on the air. As always, we love to see it. We will have a Impact Victory Road post show either here on YouTube.com slash Fightful or on youtube.com slash fightful overbooked that is our sister channel uh we haven't decided yet because of course we have to deal with you know the uh the, the smackdown show but i, I don't need the smackdown show well the thing is the smackdown show might end by the time we take over because by looking at the card for victory road it looks like that show is going to end around 11 11 15 not mad at it that just means we're here till 12 with you guys I'm tired, Cresta. <laughs> I feel that I'm hopped up on caffeine, so <laughs> I, I, I don't feel tired in this moment. I put away my caffeine for the night. I'm 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 on the water for now, and then I'm gonna 
going to get some sleep tonight because it's going to be a busy, busy weekend and a busy yes. 24 hours for us. Uh, and of course, you can donate a Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com. Crest the star. Why don't you tell them what the deal is? You're going to take your fingers and type on your keyboard or your phone, HumperChats.com. Any comment, any question, like if you're like, hey, Joe Pearl, I heard you're doing an interview series and you're looking for Jewish wrestlers. How can I sign up? I am Jewish as well. You type that in HumperChats.com with your donation amount and we get to keep a little bit more of the donations. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. We're happy. Humperchats.com. And that's a real thing I said about Joel, which I think is absolutely cool. So I wanted to put it over. Something that I am working on. It's very early days. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to reach out to a lot of Jewish wrestlers. I know before you ask, will MJF do it? I'd love him to do it, but obviously I can't uh, I can't guarantee that the AEW world <laughs> champion is going to just clickety clack his way in the most who is only also like, guy i want to hear from is barry house <laughs> well that's the thing I, I've, I've said it one of the questions i'm asking every talent is hey have you ever had a match or interacted with barry horowitz on the on a card and i'm sure that there will be a surprising amount of yeses so uh we'll see what goes on I, i'd love to also talk to barry himself but yes i'm reaching out to to different uh jews and jew adjacent friends and creators and wrestlers uh that that's gonna hopefully be something down the line this started god i know we're gonna talk about impact in a minute but i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll put this on the table this started when there was supposed to be a show in israel in about a uh, two weeks it was scheduled for they had sting and they had promoted rikishi and all these people on the card and then shocker cresta it wasn't real I, uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that wasn't fun, but we had started putting together pitch decks. Uh, this is myself and Val Capone, who m many uh, of the friends who are in that independent wrestling scene know Val. So uh, we had started talking about it, and we had started putting together ideas for it. Didn't happen. That's fine, because now I was like, hey, let's just do this like this. I do this all day. So why don't you just come and join us? But yeah, that's something I'm working on. And also, uh, if you want some impact content... We dropped interviews with Alex Shelley, myself, and Jeremy Lambert did one of those on Wednesday. And today, for some reason, Sean Ross spoke to Steve Macklin. Oh, wow. I mean, it's the biggest rivalry in Fightful's history. <laughs> Told me to piss off. That's crazy. I uh, ripped my glove in excitement just now, so that's coming off. <laughs> Uh, well, not ripping his gloves off in uh, excitement was uh, George Iceman, who decided to be coffee shop Iceman. By the way, I have to say this. Josh Matthews doing the intro and mentioning that Iceman is sometimes in a cave, sometimes he's in an <laughs> office, so you don't know where he's going to be. I was like, is Josh Matthews watching our show? They, listen, Impact looks at us and go, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm free for your creative needs. Uh, if you want a good joke, I'm not the guy. But at least I can tell them. Uh, so that was the Iceman thing. He just plugged Victory Road. That, that's, we, we talk about Iceman every week because it's just mm -hmm. our favorite bit. Uh, Ace Austin takes on Jason Hotch. Solid match. Uh, I don't have much to say other than the fold from Ace Austin gets the win over, Sky, over uh, Jason Hotch. Skyler tried to get involved at the end, but Chris Bay stopped him from getting involved. Do you have anything you want to add about this matchup? I just want to add that when Gia Miller said... Ace Austin is limber because he does a lot of DDP yoga in the back. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. You said everything I was going to say. <laughs> I will say this. So there were two things that I really liked about the match. Uh, Hodge working over Ace's ribs throughout the match, doing the abdominal stretch, kicking the ropes into his ribs. I liked that there was some good working of the limb. And then uh, you had the uh, Ace working over um, Jason Hodge's elbow 
towards the finish of the match. So there was some good stuff. Um, I, I like that. And then Ace Austin hits that tra- disaster kick, Trouble in Paradise, turns it into the fold, gets the win. So there you go. Impact Wrestling opens up with Deanna Prazo taking on Danny Luna. Uh, the Brits are in town, so clearly you got to give them the matches, and it's good to see Danny Luna. It's not a long match, but it's a good match, a very competitive match. Deanna wins with the Fujiwara armbar. And uh, at one point, Deanna grabs Danny Luna's arm and just wrenches it down onto the ring apron and has her this falls to the floor and just that 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 was it what do you think of this match this was a a a pretty fun not too long overstayed match i will say that if there was a match to chant me in this would have been it um also i saw that danny luna in my opinion was playing very close to the ropes anytime diana tried to get in close to do the grapple she was like i'm holding on to this rope back away foul demon it didn't overstay its welcome and i think that set up the pace in this match as far as in this show as far as matches and video packages and the build up to victory road it wasn't very match focused this evening it was very promo based and the matches were bing bang we're playing the hits thank you very much yeah it was a very simple match for diana perrazzo she needed to get another win as she approaches uh, Victory Road and the match with Jordan Grace. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if Jordan Grace is going to lose her return match. I don't see why you would do that. But also, I don't know why Deanna Perrazzo would... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where that's going to go. And I think I like that I don't know where that's going to go. But at least I'm happy that they gave Deanna the win, making her look good going into that to match with, with Jordan Grace. And it was a dominant victory. Danny Luna sells well. She did a really good job. You mentioned that she kept doing the uh, the rope work to get away from any mm-hmm. limb-based offense and submissions. That stuff is great. Uh, and then that swinging exploder suplex that uh, Deanna hit on Luna just kind of it was like a, it felt like a swinging net breaker, but she got her all the way up and around. Really, really like that. There's some really good stuff there. I'm looking forward to Perazzo and Grace tomorrow night, though. That's an exciting match. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how that turns out. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's funny because like it feels fresh, but really we just did this, you know, uh, back in what April? No, was it April? We did I, Rebellion. Was it Rebellion? I, did we I do it the like next she- month at Under Siege? We did it the next month at Under Siege in May. I feel like Jordan Grace has been a free agent for so long, but wrestling time, it be, years become decades and weeks become years. And then she worked the next night at the Toronto, no, at the London tapings. So it's been May. She's been on Impact. So it's been since May. That we've Either way, she hasn't pinned Perazzo, Grace. So I'm interested to see if they're going to keep that streak going or if Grace is coming back with that heat. It's going to be very cool. I'm looking forward to that. We got a super chat from Monte Collins saying, I love to you both. Well, thank you very much. We send our love as well. I appreciate the super chat. Let's uh, let's keep going. Crazy Steve. My God. Okay. This is the moment where I actually put over um, Cody Diener has a podcast, Cresta. I don't know if you've seen this. It's called Life is Wrestling is Life. And uh, he's been interviewing a lot of impact wrestlers. He's currently doing a three-part series with Crazy Steve and talking about Steve's background and like, being blind and being a wrestler and just all the, all the stuff that he basically said to Steve Hannafin as his character, but like kind of 
dialed back to normal. Yeah. And I really, I, I got to put over that podcast because right now it's, it's been a really fun listen. He's had Courtney Rush, Joe Hendry, uh, Josh Alexander has been on. Uh, if you have a chance, go, go check it out. So just putting that over the crazy Steve promo though, I'm going to put this over because I thought it was really well shot. I thought it was really well done. Uh, he basically says there are those who feel that they deserve uh, more because the rules and regulations do not apply to them. I'm not like everybody else's crazy. Steve says, I'm not crazy. I'm 100% aware of what I do in every one of my actions. Said he saw the embers of a raging inferno in Black Taurus, and Steve knew that he'd be abandoned and forgotten by Black Taurus. So Victory Road, Steve says he will sever the friendship, decapitate decay, and decimate the unholy alliance that was once Crazy Steve and Black Taurus. And the moment he mentioned decay, Crest of Star, I had to think, are we possibly going to see the return of Havoc? and rosemary or is this just later on is this the beginning of a decay breakup or finish or are they all going to band together to take out crazy steve i do see this being a catalyst of some sort of decay return disband or whatever because i believe that impact is very intentional you're not going to just randomly or casually drop rosemary havoc and this is like the fourth time i've also heard abyss tonight you know, so maybe Abyss is coming back. Impact 1000 is this weekend. So maybe, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would like it if we're talking in the wrestling confines. I kind of see this almost this story as an anime arc. If Crazy Steve is the big bad that gets Jessica, Courtney Rush and Black Taurus back on the same page, even if it is to reel in Crazy Steve, I would not hate that. This Crazy Steve character I explained it to my friend who had seen Impact for the first time since like TNA, eight-sided ring days. It was like, this guy's crazy. I'm like, well, he's always been crazy. Before he was like, let's burn down a house. And now he's like, let's burn down a house. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. But if he's the catalyst, I'm okay with it. I like this intensify. I like a crazy Steve before, but this intensified crazy Steve, I really believe he will he will burn down your house. <laughs> You brought up a really interesting idea. And that was the mention that Abyss has, Abyss's name was was mentioned at least once, uh, including the Dirty Dango, mm. Super Serious Wrestler Dirty Dango uh, segment. And there are people in chat asking, like, would they call in Abyss? So Abyss works as a producer for WWE. Sports Illustrated reported today that both Bully, uh, Bully Ray and Devon Dudley are signed to WWE Legends contracts. But Bully is going to have a match at Victory Road. And it might PCO might just kill off Bully at this rate. We don't know. Uh, well, no, it's not another one murder. Well, there's going to be an Impact 1000 appearance for that. But anyway, the point being, uh, this could be, I don't know, if, if, if WWE are playing nice with Impact, which they have in the past. You know, AJ Styles did that one sit down for Slammiversary, and they've mm -hmm. they've done some some niceties over the years. Uh, you, you could see Abyss show up. I would love to see it personally because Abyss had a very big. Uh, you know, big time in, in impact in TNA. He had a very big impact, no pun intended, in the company uh, and really, you know, made his name there before moving on to WWE as a producer. I think Impact 1000 would be the place to do it. It has a lot of sentimental meaning. I think that the last time we saw AJ Styles was for, um, was an Ultimate X or something about the X Division or something like that? When yeah, it was one of mystery. He did a... a Impact gave me my start at Slammiversary promo video. He just, mm -hmm. he, he I will never forget. He walks in, sits down on a chair, and everyone was like, whoa, this guy. Yeah. It was a big, big pop. And it was just celebrating the company on their 20 years at the time. 
Yeah, so I, I think Impact 1000 would be a great time to do a call to Abyss. Even if you have to bring Father Mitchell, Mike Mitchell, yeah, there Father Mitchell into it, just because Crazy Steve is wildin'. And not to say that Decay isn't like a violent group, but Decay isn't like, um, they just did the one with Diener. Oh my God, I can't think of their name. Uh, but the, the one that they killed Eric Young out of the design. Oh, the design. Yeah, they're not super. They're like they're like mischief. They're they're mischief. They're they're mischief makers. They're gremlins. They're not really what They're not those guys, you know. But Crazy Steve is now becoming that guy, which can make them be like, "Yo, you're a wallet." A match between Crazy Steve and Black Taurus? Yes, yes. If Havoc turns and then turns on Courtney Rush, and then it's Havoc versus Courtney Rush, yes. Absolutely. I'm thinking about all the intermatches and how about how about all the people that Crazy Steve has already messed with? Just now it's Steve, uh not Steve, um Speedball, Tom Hannafin. Maybe someone sticks up for him. Maybe you get Gresham coming back to stick up for him. Either way, these matches are about to slap, and I cannot wait. So I'm just looking at WWE's schedule, and it's it's possible that he makes it because the taping is uh September 9th, Saturday. That's for Impact 1000. WWE is actually in Uniondale that night that's isn't that long island yeah so they're they're on long island and they are going to be uh, you know white plains to long island isn't it like it's not impossible so it's like if you if you're driving i mean uh, let's face it these people about an hour about an hour maybe two hours these people will drive eight hours if they have to for ridiculousness <laughs> we love wrestling <laughs> well tommy dreamer also loves wrestling he said uh, this was a good promo you know what so uh, this was interesting. When I submitted the results, the spoilers for the tapings, they did a lot of editing for the promo between Dreamer and Kenny King. I don't know if we talked about that last week. And if we didn't, I apologize. But there was a lot of something that changed because in my report, Dreamer basically said, I'm putting my career on the line at Impact 1000. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of left it to Kenny King. and the idea. Something changed between taping or maybe tommy flubbed the line who knows and they changed it to victory road so it's what it's supposed to be um but yeah this is this is the match it's going to be kenny king tommy dreamer's career versus uh, digital media championship so tommy dreamer is saying you know simpsons have had 750 episodes but impact is approaching 1000 says kenny king is the opposite of what tommy dreamer has ever been february 15th he basically marches us through his career february 15th 1980 his dad takes him to his first wrestling show one of the greatest nights of his life he said he had his first wwe tryout in the westchester county center in white plains didn't get the job but he main evented an ecw event in that building seven blocks away i'm assuming that's white plains hospital is where he said goodbye to his mom that's not me being creepy by the way that's just me like as a hospital it's the white plains hospitals right there anyway now i feel weird chris Listen, you got it. People are going to misinterpret you no matter what you do. So you might as well be great. If you get offended, I'm sorry, but not really. (laughs) So he walks in. He says, I don't think you should be doing this. You shouldn't put your career on the line. You should think about it. And Tommy says, you're right. I should think about it. It'll either be the end of something or it'll be finally something for me to write another chapter about. And he walks away. So basically, Tommy is like, I'm taking my career into my hands and I will either die by my own sword or I will write a further chapter in my career. I like this. And this is coming from a guy who is sitting often and looking at Tommy Dreamer promos and saying, I I can't keep doing or watching the I'm Tommy Dreamer and I'm a 
baby face, you have to see me cry type of promo. This was really good. But that's that's been the Tommy Dreamer MO for so long where he gets emotional, he sheds tears. This is the first time where he's like, he got emotional as normal, but like, this is personal. And he did a good job of saying, if I screw up, I screw up on my own. If I succeed, I succeed on my own as well. I liked it. What do you think of this? I can see where you're coming from, but I did not care for this promo. However, I think it was a very good sticking point when Heath said, you have nothing to prove to Kenny King. Why would you put your career on the line? Now, let's just say in in your wildest dreams, this is Tommy Dreamer's retirement match. Tommy Dreamer has done so much for Impact and TNA. I would hate for this with no bill just because it's Impact 1000. I guess he has to win the digital media championship. I I think it it puts things into perspective where maybe we should have or let's do over. There was no contract signed, so technically I don't have to do this match if I don't want to. But I like how it was very, like you said, passionate. But I agree with Heath, and that's what made this promo okay for me. But overall, like I I heard this from Tommy Dreamer before when he was fighting Bully Ray with the busted open and whatnot. It just made it more compelling when Heath was like, "Bro, you don't have to do this, especially for Kenny King. Nothing against Kenny King, but no build to retire you. You gotta win that digital media, and you know Sheldon Jean gonna cheat you out your boots. So I it makes me question how what's gonna turn out here, and if it is a retirement, because I think Kenny King winning is the right call." Shame on you, Impact, for not giving Tommy Dreamer a proper send-off then if this is the if this is a story. If it's not, then I don't know. So two things. Kenny King is 42 years old. Typically, what? Yeah, Kenny Kenny King is 42 years old. He's also a Queens boy. So he looks he looks early 30s at best. Yeah, no, he's been in the business for a long time. He looks great. Uh it, Tommy is he said it himself. He says 52. And it's strange that the 52-year-old would want to put over the 42-year-old potentially on his way out. Presumably, he wouldn't be leaving Impact as an active performer. He would be just not, you know. That being said, if this was reversed and Sheldon Jean was the digital media champion, this would be this would be the Jean match to win. This would be the moment. This would be the, 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 not catapult, but it would be a statement victory for Sheldon Jean. But it's not the case. It's Kenny King. I wouldn't be surprised because Dusty Rhodes is Tommy Dreamer's favorite wrestler that they do some sort of Dusty finish and that Tommy Dreamer somehow <laughs> remains an active competitor. Santino Morella does his goofy who knows what and just keeps going. I don't know. Uh, or they do with something in Impact 1000 with uh, with ECW Originals or something. Or someone from the TNA past that Dreamer has been around. Uh, EV 2.0. I don't hate that. Once you said Dusty Finish, I understood the assignment. Everybody looks great at the end because, hey, what happened at the end? I don't know. What do you know? <laughs> and I'm trying to think of, like, who could show up? Raven? Raven ain't. Abyss? <laughs> Well, Raven's an MLW. He could show up for a night. Abyss isn't a bad shout. Sabu, and I'm thinking just like former ECW talent that you could do, who also showed up in TNA. Uh, Sabu, yeah, he can still bump. We saw him. RVD? Rob Van Dam is actually a really good shout. So Dreamer and RVD versus King and Gene at Impact 1000 would not hate that. And then you put Tommy's career on the line again, and maybe that's it. Gene gets the, the pinfall on Dreamer, and we're, you know... Same races, just different horses. 
I don't know. I, I guess I guess my biggest issue is I think about how Tommy Dreamer is in the company. Whether you like him or love him, he's still someone who helped pioneer so much of Impact's history that I would hope you would give him a build and a proper send-off instead of just say, hey, it's Kenny King. But now knowing that Kenny King is 42 and not, not some spring chicken, I'm thinking to myself, okay, damn, y'all really got history. <laughs> Tommy's, uh, sorry, not Tommy. Kenny has spent a good amount of time, you know, doing the thing but i don't think a lot of people have recognized him because he's been on and off he's been in ring of honor he's left ring of honor he's never been a wwe or aw guy he's often been ring of honor and then mm. now he's an impact and i love the character that he's portraying i love who he is here and i love that him and sheldon gene are doing the thing i just don't know what the what the point would be to kenny king getting the win unless they're about to catapult into the top and i don't know if winning you know beating tommy dreamer is is something that catapults you to the top but the point is here the the reason why tommy has a, an affinity for this match and why it's important to him is because of the venue right mm -hmm. because it's the westchester county arena that's where he you know watched his first match and had all these things that he mentioned but they're also taping impact 1000 there so that's why i'm saying some sort of dq weird finish to set up a tag match for impact 1000 because i don't see a reason why they wouldn't have tommy on the show as an active competitor they're they're bringing everybody else around so why not tommy too yeah dusty finish makes sense and like you said have like do something for impact 1000 even if dreamer wins i wouldn't hate that because if it does catapult kenny king i wouldn't hate that either or maybe him and sheldon become a tag team you got joya so why not kenny king wasn't a final four for impact or for um tough enough season two but Let's face it, nobody remembers that. Bro, people tell me that NXT used to be a reality show, like a reality yeah. competition show. Yeah, not great. Really <laughs> I, you would like it, but not great. You know what? Maybe I will watch it because I do like Bully Beatdown, and if it's anything like Bully Beatdown, I'm watching it. Um, Do you know who won season two of Tough Enough? I feel like it was Maurice or something like that. No. Mandy Rose? <laughs> no, God, no. We're going, This is 2002 we're talking. Uh, you won't remember them. Linda Miles and Jackie Gata. Who? Yeah. Sorry, not... <laughs> Jackie, okay, so let's play Let's play pin the dots. Uh, Jackie Gata was married to Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas had a match with Josh Alexander during Josh's uh, Impact World or X Division Championship ring. And he got injured on that show. So uh, there's that. I just, I, wanted to just, I just wanted to make it a thing. Thanks, Joel. I feel smarter already. Wonderful. I'm glad we're here. Everyone's favorite tag team, Joya, take on Sing and Shira. We said it would happen, Cresta. We did it. We made it happen. We said it would happen, and it did. What the hell happened to the audio during the live feed? I just thought the crowd wasn't into it at first. And then I was like, then no, the, the audio just said. <laughs> Something happened because I can tell you live, this was easily the most over and probably the loudest segment and entrance of the entire TV taping. I don't know how they messed that up. I don't know what happened in post. I don't know what wasn't rolling, but I'm just listening back and I'm like, something break. Cause it's over, but it's the most over tangents at the taping. Something was weird. Uh, did you see the, the one guy in the front row they kept going to who had the red hat and the blue shorts? The hat was on backwards. No, because at this point, while I was writing my notes, I was also putting on my eyelashes. I'm going to be honest with you, Chief. 
God, you and Trinity, I swear to God. Eyelash central here. Um, Trinity just ripping off her eyelashes to compete down much. We'll talk about that. Uh, no, so uh, this Red Hat guy, I'm going to go off. I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but I will say this. He's at every single big main event wrestling show in Ontario. <laughs> this guy is at every show and nobody knows what he does. He's like he's like Brock Lesnar guy. He's he's our version of Brock Lesnar guy. I don't I can't explain it. We don't know what he does. Some people think he works in construction. Nobody knows, but he's always there. He God loves wrestling. Him. That's what he does. He loves wrestling. God bless him for always loving what he does. Not the dude with the Canadian flag. This is a dude wearing an impact shirt and blue shorts and his hats on backwards. He's not in the hard cam shot. If you watch the Joya entrance, he's one of the guys doing this with his friend. You'll see him. He's at every WWE show whenever they're in Canada. He's always sitting hard cam. He's always in the shot. I've pointed him out to people because they'll look at me and be like, Red Hat here? He's there. So he's got a gimmick. Good for him. dedication. I respect it. Speaking of gimmicks, Joya is one hell of a gimmick, and they absolutely have legs as a team. Uh, Shira wrestling has become a rarity. The last time we saw him wrestle on impact was June 23rd. His last singles match, take a guess in impact. If the last time we saw him wrestle was June 23rd, we have to go back prior to June. So I'm gonna go with the other J January final answer. January against PCO. I miss Cleo. I miss Cleo. Joya hits the one-hit wonder on Sing, and they get the win. Joya is climbing up the tag ranks. I don't know what to expect other than this team is exciting with the fans. They love them. Uh, what do you think of the match? What do you think of Joya? I know you love them. Come on. Oh, come on. Can I get a Joya? <laughs> what, a, what a dumb but incredibly smart. Because I feel like if you're of a certain age, you grew up on the internet, you know exactly. You know exactly what that is. You know exactly what sound to do. If you were in high school when that came out, ex- you know what's up. It's catchy. Joe Hendry's over. You was over. And I think that we had said before that he just needed some sort of character, some sort of direction. And now he's got it with someone like Joe Hendry, who's extremely charismatic, who does insulting through song. He's a bar. That's why I play him on my Baldur's Gate run. I'm putting over, but we're not doing that tonight. So you guys had two weeks of respite. That sounds <laughs> awful. Why would you give them why would you give them time off? Wrestling is a 24 hour, 365 ordeal. You must plung them with wrestling all the time. <laughs> Listen, the people in my faction are weak, okay? Tonight, it's Jey Uso who wanted to go out and be a real people and hang out with real life friends. Big E is ready, okay? Joe Hendry is ready. And also, who's the other person? Randy Orton, bald version Randy Orton. He's ready. It's, it's Jey Uso. Jey Uso wanted to take the night off. <laughs> Randy putting the bald in Baldur's Gate is what you're saying? Bro, this is bald asshole Randy Orton. Yes, he is. We have to tell him, please don't kill people. Because no matter what you, you could talk to a child, there's always an option to attack. <laughs> and he's into it. He's like, let me punt their heads. Bro, he's legend killer Randy Orton. No matter who we talk to, he's like, I'm going to attack like, Randy Orton. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> let me beat their asses. <laughs> anyway, you know who's not beating any ass? That's Bully Ray. Him and Macklin have a backstage segment. Bully's just nervous. This is the best Bully Ray I think we've seen. Yes. Going all the way back to January. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. When we sat here and said, why is Bully in the main event? Why is this happening? What the hell is this? Every story so far. Bully's good. Bully is good. And when he he hits his stride as a wrestling actor, 
it's so entertaining. And this is it. You know, what? remember what he did with, mm-hmm. with Josh and, and his wife at the end of the mm-hmm. pay-per-view way back? This was, I can't even remember what it was, but it was, it was at the beginning of the year. That very uncomfortable segment from way back then, that was just proof that Bully was going to work in this iteration. And tonight was the same thing. He's nervous. He's scared. He can't put down PCO. But instead, he's like, you know why I want Carl Ouellette? Is because we haven't put down PCO. Cinder blocks, tables, fire, battery acid down his throat. And now Bully has to fight a monster that no one can keep down. And meanwhile, Macklin's like, I just got to beat up Josh Alexander. So I'm go- I'm cool. <laughs> so this all leads to Macklin just being like, I'll follow Bully's lead cool just don't screw me have your you know have my back and we're okay this was a very simple segment and it really gets over the bully and pco story what do you think i i am going to say that this whole pco saga i'm really beginning to get it with bully in this um in this iteration of him like you said in the beginning i was like oh brother this guy stinks and now i'm like you know what it is Bully Ray has to inject himself right under your skin, not in your vein, just enough so you itch. So when he does funny stuff like this, you can really appreciate it. You calling that man by his real shoot name <coughs> because he's turned into a monster, much like you have, but he's more monstery than you. And now you're shook. It's great. It's such good shit, bro. It's such good shit, pal. Sorry. Because to see how much of a scumbag you were to be afraid of a French Canadian zombie is peak chef's kiss and i get it i get i know bully ray is a great fantastic in-ring worker sometimes for me personally his story not don't connect with me but i'm getting it i'm getting you all you were underneath my skin so now that you're getting exhumed like a dead body it's funny it's funny it's great it's 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 good shit it's good shit pal i respect it this this promo was great because macklin was like i got what do you mean we didn't get you're fighting this guy oh you can't settle it with fire well, I'm fighting Josh Alexander, so. <laughs> That's what I love is Macklin's just like, I'm cool. <laughs> well, you I, wanted I, this. Yeah, exactly. You did this. And again, like, I think a lot of people rush to two things. One, on the bully side, I think they rush to the clickety-clack stuff that he says on Busted Open. And you and I have talked about this. We even talked oh. about it with Steven Jensen on one of our uh, pay-per-view post shows for Impact. You know, once you realize that this bully is not the same bully that's on Busted Open, you start to realize, like, this is a this is a different character. This is a guy who's telling his story in Impact and not bringing the... He brought Busted Open onto the show. He brought Tommy and he brought Dave LaGreca and he did all that. It's fine. And it was entertaining. Plus Dave LaGreca. <laughs> Plus Dave LaGreca. Honest to God. The dude did his absolute best with that story that he could. Took bumps. And got his ass kicked, and you know, even even took a verbal tongue lashing from me, and we're he and I still respect get, the hell out of him. He needs to get his lick back. Dave Lagreca needs to be at Impact One Thousand and <laughs> bully over the head because Dave Lagreca got used for no reason besides doing his job and being there. That man didn't deserve any of that. <laughs> Let Dave Lagreca be the guy who beats down PCO somehow. Special guest ref Dave Lagreca. <laughs> Oh, God, it's weird when we book the territory. Hey, your super chats can also book the territory, so go ahead and send them. And also, your humper chats, get them in. Josh Alexander on the other side of the bracket from the main event, he had a promo, and it aired coincidentally, or maybe not, after the Will Ospreay is coming promo. 
I would love Cresta to see Will Ospreay versus Josh Alexander. I don't care if it's Bound for Glory. I don't care if it's the the show that they're doing in Newcastle in the UK as part of the tour. I need to see Osprey and Alexander, and I think we're going to get it. And I would just love it. What do you think? Are we going to see Osprey and Alexander? I hope. I wish. I pray. And somehow, if you add Speedball Mike Bailey to that mix, I don't care how. I don't. I if I have to sacrifice Joel Pearl, <laughs> I'll take it. Honestly, God, I'll take it. I, I I would like to see it. The promos are going to be very much I'm the impact standard and then bruv, but I still want to watch it. I still want to see it. I, I, I want to see it. I don't even think you need to tell much of a promo story. You just need the two guys to be like, I set the standard where I am. You set the standard where you are. Let's fight mm-hmm. and find out who the better man is. Absolutely. That's been the Josh Alexander story for a long time, but I'd love to see Osprey and Alexander. I think they've teared up very different styles, very interesting matchup. That's what I want to see. Loki want to see Saban and Motor City Machine Guns too, just because I think they're fantastic wrestlers versus Will Ospreay. And I think Will Ospreay is a fantastic wrestler as well. Can't they just fight forever? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Ospreay. I don't know how long he's going to be part of the show because uh, he's doing the UK tour. He's doing Bound for Glory. What happens after that? That's up in the air. Who knows? Uh, but Josh Alexander said he and Macklin have unfinished business at Victory Road. The better man's going to win. And tonight, him and PCO are going to bring the violence and the mayhem to them. So cute little thing. We move over to the other UK counterparts. Subculture take on Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan. Sammy and Swan, as I called them. Uh, this is a solid match. This was getting Sammy and Rich Swan back in the win column. Uh, I love the opening with the double drop kick from Manders and Swan together. Uh, I do enjoy that they mentioned that Subculture was working in the UK the night before Emergence. They dealt with a travel delay and got to Toronto like hours before the show. And they still put on what ended up being match of the night. I thought that was very very cool of them to say. Uh, either way, Swan gets to win with the 450 on Mandrews, uh, and I'm hoping that they're booked for that UK tour because Subculture absolutely deserve to be spotlit again in Impact since joining at Under Siege. What do you think of the match, and what do you think of Subculture? Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a stiff match. Every time you, even if you weren't looking at this match, you could hear someone's chest getting slapped, someone's jaw getting slapped, someone's chin getting kicked. It was, it was a good match. Um, The Cactus Driver 97, to which Webster rolls out of, and I think after that, Webster and Mandrews ends up getting Sammy Callahan into a double pile driver or something like that. Not pile driver, um, DDT, it was absurd absurd subculture 
is really flashy. And Sammy Callahan, as much as Josh Alexander is the standard of impact, on another level, so is Sammy Callahan. And that's nothing against Rich Swan, because Rich Swan worked this match. But Sammy Callahan was bumping around like he was bouncy house and he was a basketball. It was so good. This match was fantastic. I want to say around this match is when I woke up, really, because the rest of the, the show to me was very much okay, middle of the road, I could passively listen to. I don't have too many notes, because all I kept hearing was, woo, woo, and I'm just like, wow, these guys are killing each other. <laughs> There's some good stuff. I mean, uh, Sammy gouging Flash Morgan Webster before he tries the headbutt. That's because Flash Morgan Webster was hitting headbutts on Rich Swan. There's some good storytelling going on in this. Uh, Sammy has a great DDT flatliner combo. That's always good to watch. Uh, and then the running cutter from Rich Swan from the ramp is good. But yeah, at the end of the day, Sammy and Swan are going to be sticking around. Uh, Subculture will probably make an appearance here and there. But uh-huh. it's expensive to fly UK talent back and forth. And as much money as Impact seems to have, I don't think they want to keep doing this for three people when they can do it with one. I mean, yeah, like, and if you do it for three people plus him, it would, that's a lot of money. And no disrespect, I think William Ospreay is, is a lot more money than one of these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also Will is solo. Let's face it. If they really yeah. want Aussie Open, Aussie Open, they're both in the uh, in the U.S. of A. But they're also under AEW contract. But you know, who knows? Things. Can I love Aussie Open. Like Mark Davis. Oh, that's a stiff man. That's me too. <laughs> Giselle Shaw backstage with the entourage. She makes a good point. Cresta says she was screwed at emergence because two other tag teams were added to the match that was supposed to be just them. And then a victory road. The Shaw entourage want a knockouts tag title shot, and they're gonna get it. Is this it? Is this it for MK Ultra, or is it Giselle Shaw and uh, Savannah Evans just losing a match? I think this is Vanda Evans and Giselle Shaw just losing a match. For right now, to me, it makes sense to keep Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich out of the Knockouts women's title scene. Just that, so it, it makes sense. And the Knockouts women's tag division could use a little bit of a shakeup. I think Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans together are a fantastic tag team. Also, I did like this promo from Giselle Shaw. She was very intense. I remember when she first came here when we were complaining a little bit about like, oh, she's this, she's that. And now look at her cutting promos like a true bona fide heel. Like, I don't care. I feel like if she, at that point she was going like, this is real glass. Cry about it. Like, she was cutting a promo like that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like this Giselle Shaw being vicious. However, I don't think it's a, you're not there yet. Because Masha Slamovich, let's not pretend like she wasn't beating up Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace. Not winning when it counted, but she was beating everybody up, including the both of you guys. I don't think that's happening. And Killer Kelly, I think, has been elevated so much. Yeah, again, yeah, I think you lose it. I think it was not yet, soon, but not yet. We'll run down the victory road card after we get through the, the show tonight. Uh, Rascals, they do a little backstager. They, they're basically saying we're the best. We're going to retain our tag titles. And then Hodge and Skyler, the good hands, come in and like, hey, we want a tag title shot. And Wentz is like, nah, it's in everyone's interest that the Rascals walk out of victory road as tag champions. And I love afterwards they go back to the live crowd. Tom Hannafin's just yelling, collusion, collusion. <laughs> and you've got Matt Raywall being like, calm down, calm down. This is a, an effective segment. Again, the good hands, they deserve to be on the ascent that they're on. They keep getting better and they keep getting more realistic as a mm-hmm. team that can dominate. <laughs> 
No, I think that's fantastic as well. I I want to see them do more. I do like that um, after Ray Walt gathered himself, he said it wasn't collusion. It was the illusion that rascals are the solution. And maybe you should get away from your dissolution. I'm like, yo, how did you stretch before that reach? <laughs> are you doing DDP yoga in the back as well? A plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be uh, I'll see you yeah, tomorrow actually <laughs> that's right leo rush and kevin knights this was the match of the night of the tapings and this was match of the night tonight in my opinion i love the story of kushida's tag partner facing the x division champion in a non-title match uh I, kevin knight again i yes. can't say enough good things about him i love that in this case leo rush is this little chicken shit heel he's the little guy and he goes out, like he does the outside the ropes thing, and Knight goes after Rush. And what does Rush do? Goes around the referee and just gouges the eyes of Kevin Knight. There is some really good stuff. The cannonball Lope that Rush does is wild to see live, wilder to watch again. And in the end, final hour from Rush gets the match one, and then he keeps beating down Kevin Knight. Kushida comes out as uh, Rush has the hoverboard lock <laughs> locked in on kevin knight on kushida's partner and kushida tries to get the hoverboard lock in on rush but rush escapes gets off the way what do you think of this match what do you think of this final i personally loved every minute of it leo rush is a perfect pos heel and i love it i love it him not respecting knight in the beginning taking his sweet time just for night i felt like knight was working that match knight was being super stiff but you had to make leo respect him because i think commentary also was putting over that leo rush is fine to take a count out victory it's a non-championship match why should he care knight did a fantastic job um <clears throat> sorry the springboard crossbody that missed on Leo Rush because he got out of the way. That looked so pretty, like it got so much height. But Leo being smarter, rolling out of the way, fantastic. I hope we see more of Kevin Knight in Impact. I hope that eventually we see him in the X Division. I don't think it's too early to talk about the, the World Championship, but the digital media, maybe. Um, X Division, possibly. This was a great match. Leo Rush is fantastic. Also, that hoverboard lock, Leo Rush locked in on Kevin Knight. I thought he was going to break his arm. It looked so gnarly the way he had it. I, this part, I don't know what this part of your arm is. Is it the tibia? I don't know what this is called. But that looked like it was about to pop. Did we talk about the food situation at Rebel Nightclub going into this? this... You had mentioned something about how the food options are just kind of like. There is none. Well, there was popcorn <laughs> that night. Um, just popcorn. Yay. So I'll tell you a little story. At Emergence, I'm sitting <clears throat> With my family. <laughs> I've talked about this before. I think I mentioned this on In the Weeds, but I didn't talk about it on, on this mm -hmm. show, the main show. Uh, we're at Emergence, and I'm sitting there with my family. It's my mom, my dad, my brother, and my soon-to-be sister-in-law. And we're all sitting there. We're just watching the show. And I finally, I, I spent like the first half of the show standing up, taking photos, saying hi to people, uh, just, you know, just enjoying whatever. I go and I sit down. And all of a sudden... Kevin Knight comes up to me. It was just, we're just all, because there's a little like area where people could come up. Like it's a very chill area. Uh, so he comes up, he's like, is there any food here? And I just <laughs> laugh. And I didn't, I wasn't laughing at Kevin. I was just laughing because my brother and I had, had this whole long conversation. We had had this whole long conversation on the air about the, the Rebel Nightclub lack of food. And I just said to him, no, nah. 
<laughs> it's just like, damn, like where's the closest food place? I'm just like 15 minute walk that way. <laughs> it is. The Cherry Street Barbecue is like the closest place because this is in the middle of nowhere and there's tons of construction. So uh, he got yeah. Osmos for those who are wondering. He got, he got the shawarma. It's good stuff. Get it together, Canada. <laughs> and you know what? The more what I saw from the rebel tapings, I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but I'm I understand why they're moving away from Rebel. There were certain things I think people I, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but the um the video screen, if you notice, there's just the one that was going with the impact logo tonight. Uh-huh. Uh normally there's three, and normally they expand. For some reason, two of those screens weren't working. The There's LED lights around the, the area that surrounds the ring in the main area of the dance floor. Some of those are busted up. There's some stuff that needs to be fixed. I don't know what the lighting issue was in Emergence either. There was a It was kind of dark, yeah. It was dark. And then some of the replays I saw from Impact last week on the TV show, also dark. So it felt it didn't feel that way live by the way. I don't know if that was a post-production thing, but regardless, um, I, I just, I understand what they're doing and why they want to move away. Going to Battle Arts, again, makes a lot of sense because it's Santino's school. He owns that crop of land and they can mm-hmm. shoot there very easily. There's rings there. That's It's a good, easy spot. Um, unfortunately, it's also further away from me, but regardless, I get why they're moving away from Rebel. And I hope that Rebel kind of fixes up and gets better, but it is what it is. And a, build a kitchen. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like if you built a kitchen, you'd be all right. It's a nightclub. It's 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 a nightclub, and nightclubs are not about having kitchens. Nightclubs are about getting you know young kids having a lot of drinks and bar snacks, popcorn and water. You know that's all they serve. Those it's not aren't bar snacks, Joel. Bar snacks are like wings and like no, fries. No, no, no. I, mean, I mean, dance club snacks. How's that? How's that? Am I are, am I so far out of the youth loop that I'm thinking that there's little like snacks at a at a club like they don't do that anymore? No, that's not well at least not at this club. This is a multi-purpose venue, but it's so whatever. It's just it's it, it's it's an old venue that's been around for a long time. It's had a lot of face-ups and I think it's almost about to get another one or at least it should. Um speaking of which, Dirty Dango and Alpha Bravo were actually at the Cabana Pool Bar where they shot so much extra content that weekend. That pool bar by the way is actually in really good shape. There are a lot of people there. If you want to see the weirdest thing ever, a bunch of wrestling fans going into a nightclub as a bunch of um drunk people leave a Cabana Pool Bar. <laughs> that that is the dichotomy, the juxtaposition of fandom right there. Either way, Dango is like the best of the worst wrestling fans and I think this character is still fun. Uh he says when he thinks of Impact, I think of Abyss, Elix Sifter, Jerry Lynn, Disco Inferno. Hard cut. Love that. And he says we're doing it for Dixie. 1000. This is for you. He says, "Is she single?" I love it. It's so uh, and Dixie Carter by the way, she better be at Impact 1000, you know she's going to be there. Uh, it's probably going to be one of the mystery comp- mystery opponents in that 10-woman knockout tag. Match. EC3. No, he just won NWA championship. <laughs> no. Maybe he will, but I highly doubt it. Uh, Dango makes fun of the Jake Something Dream promo, basically saying, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you can cut a promo anymore. And then he asks Alpha Bravo, where did your sleeve go? <laughs> and Alpha Bravo just like, F sleeves. <laughs> 
And then he says, some, Jake something is the epitome of the gratitude era. I'm looking forward to the match. I'm looking forward to Jake something just beating the shit out of Dirty yeah. and moving on because they did a great job with Jake something and Sonata building up Jake something. And it feels like we should have done this the other way. Dango should have just beaten, uh, sorry, it should have, something should have beaten Dango and then moved on to Sonata. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And because again, I feel like there's no other way it could go. There's no other way it could go. It's nothing personal against Dango. I think Dango is fantastic. This gratitude error thing is taking me out. But I think he should have been the build for Sonata, not the other way around. Let's get into this contract signing. This was good. I liked it. Okay, yes and no. So if you want to absolutely destroy the credibility of a contract signing to begin, you bring out Santino Morella and you have him preside over it. Because then he does his gimmick where he's just like, ah, Delicia Edwards and the, the Holy Trinity. And you're just like, why are we doing this? But then... Thank God the women took over and cut hell of a promo. I really, really enjoyed this. But if you want unserious work for a title match, call Santino. I thought they would explain why Lish and well, the, why the Edwards is 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 had all the champagne. They didn't. They just came out. They with did. They oh, said she's celebrating like she won already. <laughs> she's delusional. Well, she celebrated last week. I just wanted the continuity. That's all. She's uh, the Lulu. That's Lish. the continuity. <laughs> Lish saying that she doesn't understand Canadian accents. I thought that was funny. Uh, she's like, I've been there for a long time and I'm more than a champion's wife. She said, I need, I thought I needed to change my husband, but instead I needed to change and I won the knockouts battle Royal and I'm going to win the title of victory road. And she signs contract. And then Trinity says nothing signs a contract. And Lish is just like, yeah, you gotta say something. And Trinity's just like, I sorry. I can't understand your stupid accent. Oh, God loves that by the way. Nobody uh, likes Boston. No matter where you're from, it's universal. I'm from New York, so I'm obligated to hate Boston. <laughs> Toronto and Boston have a longstanding hockey rivalry now. Uh, for those who don't know, I think it was 2011. The Leafs were about to win a game seven. And in the last 11 minutes of the game, this was a playoff game. The Bruins came back, tied the game, and won. And eliminated the list. And me and my friend, who, by the way, shout out to my other friend Joel, we were who was also at Emergence. Anyway, we were watching the show, uh, watching the the hockey game, and we were just laughing. Both living in Toronto, just cackling while we watched this go down. So yes, they they yell, "Boston sucks," and that's just what it is. Uh, Trinity says, "When I first arrived, I was excited for all the competition. I admit that I overlooked Alicia Edwards. However, you." Earn this opportunity. And then Lish says, Trinity walked in and was given everything on day one. Trinity pushes back. She's like, no, I came to Impact because I knew it wouldn't be easy. And I thought this would be the stiffest competition here. And then Edward Edwards gets upset because Trinity is like waving the Impact flag. And he's like, no, that's us. We've been here the longest. And Lish uh, is, sorry, Trinity is really quick to remind Edward Edwards that uh, he turned his back on Impact. Uh, I unfortunately remember that. Otter no more. Best. <sighs> Trinity takes, uh, sorry, Lish tosses champagne in Trinity's eyes. Uh, Trinity takes off her eyelashes and they fight. Trinity gets powerbombed through a table by Edward Edwards. This was good stuff. I liked it. Kazarian coming out and making the save late. I felt a little forced because they've got the mixed tag match at Impact 1000. But I enjoyed this. What did you think of this contract signing? I know you said you liked it. It was great. Um... I think that it is funny that Lish also said 
you're just upset because we're a power couple. Even if your husband wanted to be here, he can't. Not the crowd then chanting, ooh, so ooh. <laughs> loved I it. thought that was so funny. I also I also agree with you with the line when she said, you turned your back on, on uh, Impact, Eddie Edwards. So how can you say you're waving the Impact fan uh, flag? Edward Edwards is such a fly-by-night Impact character if impact is paying him i love this place if impact is paying him dust this place sucks i this is the worst place i've ever worked that i hated here <laughs> these two are so annoying i like that alicia like from no from remembering when ace austin was trying to get with alicia edwards <laughs> to where she's at now how far she's come good on her i hope trinity beats the brakes out of her also frankie kazarian you coming out late af was comical that, that, what was the point? I would have rather an Uso come out right now. <laughs> like, I, at that point, like that, that was a waste of time, Frankie. Like, she already, you should have came out there once he, once Eddie started talking back at her. What? <laughs> I laughed though. I popped. It was funny. It was funny to me. So, this match, you know, it's not going to be a main event match. It's yeah. probably a middle of the card match. And like you said, Trinity's probably going to beat the brakes out of Lish. And it'll be, it'll be competitive, but it won't be long. And that's fine. Cause once in a while, you know, you can have a dominant victory by one side. That said, where the hell does it go on this card? Is it just a middle of the road match? Could it open the show? I don't think it's probably, I don't even know if it's hot enough to open the show. Trinity getting the opening pop. That's hot enough, but the match itself is just kind of, I don't know how, I don't know what people are, are expecting out of this. This is something I would definitely put on first because I'm trying to think of what's the other uh there's no there's no world championship title match on this card, is there? No, there's the tag title match. So Motor City Machine Guns are taking on the Rascals and Alex Shelley is still the impact world champion. So that'll probably go on last. This will go on first. You could follow that up with the X Division champion, uh Kushida. So you have both your world your women's champion on one end and your world champion on the other. And then you do the X Division. I don't think this match would suck. I'm I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna be frank with you. I think this match is gonna do exactly what it needs to do and not overstay its welcome. And then you keep the hype going with X Division and then you fill it all the way. Cause I feel like the no DQ match between Bully and PCO will be second to last. I think Macklin and Alexander is the main event. And I think that plays into this long story about uh, Alex Shelley calling himself or being thinking he's a transitional champion and all that stuff that's been going on. I think that's where we're going. And then those two guys, regardless of the outcome, come back to Shelley and be like, we made event at the last show. Where were you? You're the yeah. world champion, but you're going for the tag titles. What do you really care about? So that's where my brain is. Macklin and Alexander. And that was supposed to be a main event match, right? That was supposed to be the rebellion main event, but then everything got thrown, thrown aside when uh, Josh Alexander got injured. Um, but speaking of which, nobody's injured here. It's just FIFAselect.com. Best five bucks in the business. My segue was awful. That's great. Must be late. Uh, you want you want some LA Knight contract news? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want CM Punk news and a lot of it? God bless you. It's over FIFAselect.com. You want interview notes from our talks with Alex Shelley and that other guy, Steve Macklin? Those notes and the interviews themselves are available over on BibleSelect.com, along with a Sean Ross Sap Q&A, the Graph City Q&A drop today. All the other content we give you list goes on with a whole lot of extra notes that were added this week. Sour Graphs with Alex Pulowski and our friend Kate Elizabeth. And you've got Coexisting After Dark with Rob Maggie. There's so much stuff. If you're not there yet, get over to FIFAselect.com. The best five, five, five dollar footlongs in the business. 
Remember $5 footlongs? God, I'm old and I miss that. Do you remember when they got sued because they weren't exactly five? They weren't uh, a foot. They were like a few centimeters or whatever it is. And they got sued to make them a foot. Yes, I do remember those. God bless litigation in all of its forms and sizes. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's wrong. Other times I like to see the big man get got. <laughs> everyone's just i wish i had a segue for like if you need a few extra inches but i don't have that uh impact 1000 <laughs> is next week we will be here talking about that show and i'm sure it will be a doozy i'm looking forward to it victory road is tomorrow night we will be live post show talking about it we're going to give our thoughts on the card real shortly but first this main event i don't have much to add bully ray and steve macklin take on josh alexander and pco Again, love Bully Ray spending the entirety of the match looking scared, not wanting to be involved with PCO until the very end when he low blows PCO off the distraction, rolls him up, gets the win. There's some good storytelling in this, but really Macklin and Alexander have some interaction throughout the match, but it's really about Bully and PCO not touching that makes this match special. What do you think of this whole thing? Bully Ray being scared of PCO after calling this man by his real name will never not be funny to me. <laughs> and you so scared of him, why you call him by his real name? That's fireworks. And you keep trying to bring out the real guy. It's, it's not going to work. You can set me on fire. But like Maya Angelou, I still arise. <laughs> I love this. I thought it was great. The chops that Stephen Macklin was getting across his chest. Ooh. Ooh. Also, I will say Josh Alexander to me looked a tiny bit smaller than what I remember him, but these chops were bazookas. I felt so bad for Macklin's chest. I know it looked like raw meat, and it was worse because the crowd was like, again, and you could see Macklin look at Alexander like, you gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> it was great. This was a stiff match. Um, but no matter if you're a zombie, you are still a man. I'm gonna hit you in your dick. <laughs> this match... This match very much felt like a how you feeling match for yes. Macklin and Alexander. This was kind of their they're testing the waters. How are you feeling coming back from injury? Can you go, you know, comfortably? How are you doing? Uh, and then Bully Ray and PCO are doing the character work. So like it works. The match works, mm. and it has a really good kind of ebb and flow from it. Uh, and then Macklin and Alexander are just like, can we still beat the shit out of each other? Well, turns out they can, and it's still very impressive and very entertaining. And then PCO, of course, still hates his body, so he does the leg drop from Not the that. second rope. Traditional PCO hates his body type of match, but he loses. Again, good storytelling, just solid stuff all around. That's the uh, the Impact Show, $9.99. Not the price, that was the episode number. 1000 is next week. You want to talk Victory Road? I would love to talk about Victory Road. On the countdown we got two matches we've got alan angels in the open challenge who's going to challenge alan angels speedball mike bailey i don't think but I, he's the first person i always think of so i don't know jonathan gresham in his full heel uh debut i don't hate that but alan angels is a heel too crazy steve being crazier on alan angels <clears throat> crazy steve has a match against black taurus he's crazy <laughs> I don't know who it is. Drop it in the chat. Maybe you have an idea. Yeah, I don't uh, know either. Ace of Bays takes on Moose and Brian Myers. Moose and Brian Myers on the Countdown show. That's been a while since we've seen that. Uh, is this Moose and Myers starting to build to the uh, tag titles, or is this Ace of Bays starting to climb back up too? I don't know. I feel like Ace of Bays have kind of been on a losing streak. As of... No, they won. They won oh, the BCI. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say it's 
I want to say it's ABC. I want to believe it's ABC. I'm not going to hold you. I don't, not for nothing. I don't think Moose and Myers will hurt too bad if they lose. These guys are, right now they're losers. Not saying that they're losers in general, but right now they're in the loser column, like good hands, but they're at the top of the loser column. Nothing against them. I think this is Ace and Bays. If it's not good hands is interfering, I don't know, maybe, but I, I, don't, I don't see a universe where Moose and Myers win. So I can see Moose and Myers winning and they have to then contend with the good hands because they'll good hands. Let's say that rascals, you know, win their match for the tag titles. They retain mm-hmm. them. I can see the good hands being like, okay, give us what we promised. And then Moose and Myers being like, we won our match against former tag team champions. Cool. And then they set up Moose and Myers versus the good hands in a number one contendership match as early as impact 1000, as late as going into bound for glory, winner takes on rascals. So it could be Moose and Myers against the rascals at bound for glory, or it's going to be a multi-person match because it's bound for glory. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you saw Saturday's show last week or Sunday show bully Ray, the cat is back and she's, she's hungry and I'm the only one in the house again. So I apologize if I get ran in on. Oh no, it's okay. We're going to get through this. Uh, cra- crazy Steve black Taurus. Who's going to win this match? Crazy because <laughs> he's crazy, not like haha crazy, but like let's burn down your mom's house. Crazy, <laughs> I feel oh. bad. I like Black Taurus, but crazy teams want to kill this man. If there's one thing Impact's gonna do, it's have the luchadors lose. I can see Black Taurus losing but winning via disqualification. That's the only other side, uh, yeah. Knockouts tag titles. You got MK Ultra taking on Giselle Sean Savannah Evans. You think that MK Ultra continued their reign as Knockouts tag titles champion? Yeah, I think MK Ultra gives it up to an actual tag team. Not saying that the Shaw Taraj isn't an actual tag team, but it's Savannah Evans and Giselle Shaw, and this is MK Ultra. You know what I mean? Like Motor City Machine Guns versus Moose and Myers. They're not against good. You don't got a thing yet, so no, no shade, no shade. I think not yet. But soon, they'll lose it to a legit tag team, and then you guys might take it from that tag team. Not yet. Your time is coming, though. Going back to the uh, to the, the Allen Angels match, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a TNA talent. It could be Shark Boy. Just something, some, some old TNA talent. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Title versus career, digital media championship, Kenny King versus Tommy Dreamer. I think this is going to end in a no contest, in a DQ, going into Impact 1000. What do you think? I agree, because I stand by what I said earlier. I don't see any reason why Kenny King should lose this, but also have a little bit of respect on Tommy Dreamer and build up a go-home match. So this might be a dusty finish. That's what we're going to call it, dusty finish. Leo Rush and Kushida, one-on-one for the Exhibition Championship. I think it's Kushida. Honestly, I think it's because she, I don't, I have a feeling that Leo Rush isn't staying that long. And if it's not after this, Leo Rush is definitely exercising option C, but I, I don't know. I, in my, in my heart, I want to say it's Kushida, but I'm often wrong. So <laughs> no, I'm going to actually agree with you. And that's because well, if there's one thing impact's going to do, what is it? One title change. Oh, true. true, true one true, title true, change. True, 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 true. This is the one that would be most shocking. I don't think Leo Rush is in the fold for very long. That doesn't mean he can't continue on a bound for glory and be in a big Ultimate X match, but Kushida winning and then having Chris Saban going after him for the X Division Championship that he never lost fairly. That's yeah. right. But it does also feel like Rush and Saban are still kind of in the way. So, like, you got to do that match. I will say... 
only I only say it might be Kushida, largely because I think about how they did Nick Aldis. After Aldis love, he disappeared into I mean lost, he disappeared into thin air. So it's not uncommon for Impact to be like, well, your three weeks is up. Thanks. <laughs> Off to your job as a producer. Bully Ray and PCO in an Anything Goes match. I think someone gets lit on fire, and I think his name is Bully Ray, and he comes back as Bubba Ray, but not really, as Team 3D the next night at Impact 1000. I low-key agree with that, and I think at Impact 1000, all the women from TNA Impact Pass jump Bully Ray. (laughs) It's what he deserves. Especially Velvet Sky. Deanna Perrazzo takes on Jordan Grace. This is the return of Jordan Grace. Is this the beginning of the domination of Jordan Grace to get to Trinity and Jordan at Bound for Glory? Feels like it to me. I wish I... I don't even know where my little... Um, remember that thing I used to put on my head when I would give you the, my wild conspiracy recipe? I do, yes. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. But this is my wild conspiracy theory. I don't think Jordan Grace comes back and goes after Trinity. I think she goes after the world championship. I think she beats Deanna, finally gets rid of that albatross, and says, Trinity, that's fine. However, I have bigger fish to fry, and this is what I want. This is what I deserve. And I don't know how true or not that is, and I'm probably reading too much into into a Jordan Grace tweet. But to me... That's where it seems like it's going in my mind. So I wouldn't hate it even if it's versus Alexander because it's still believable. Whether it's versus Shelly, that's still believable. Whether it's versus freaking Macklin, that is still believable. I think this time Grace comes back, finally beats Deanna and says, this is done for now. I want to go after the World Heavyweight Championship. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I'm. I, that's what I want. So I'm going to put it out into the universe. To me, I don't know. Jordan versus Trinity is a big match. Trinity beating Jordan is a big match, but it falls Jordan down the card. And then she has to build up against the guys and yada, yada, yada. It becomes, she wants that world title and that's fine. I I'm all for her going after the world heavyweight championship, but I think it starts first with her doing the knockouts thing. And then maybe in the new year, she starts going after the world heavyweight championship. That's fair. That's That's fair. Uh, But I do think Jordan Grace gets the win over Deanna world tag titles. Motor City Machine Guns take on Rascals. I feel like the Rascals are going to win. I don't Same. see. I don't see a reason to put Motor City Machine Guns uh, with the tag titles because I was already a little miffed at first that the world uh, that the, the the tag the that the world championship was not going to be on the card for a second special in a row. But also, you think about WWE. Roman Reigns doesn't always defend the titles, so it does kind of make. Still work there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's still there sometimes. He shows up. This is Trinity's husband is on the main event. But anyway, the point is. You got a world tag team title match. Rascals are going to probably retain in my view. Yeah, I agree with that. Nothing against Motor City Machine Guns, but I will say this. When shit goes left or somebody's not doing what they're supposed to, you know you're about to win the title, so stop it. Trinity defeats Lisha Edwards at uh, Knockouts World Title Match. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe Mickey James comes down and runs out since I never lost it. Hardcore country. Keep saying that, and eventually it's got to happen, right? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate it. Honestly, I liked Mickey James last rodeo. After seeing from what I saw, the little bit of WWE to what she did in, in um, Impact, Mickey James is fantastic. So anytime that music hits, I'm a pop like a pimple. On the uh, the Victory Road Impact website, like their their page, uh, Josh Alexander and Steve Macklin is the top match on the card. So. 
if this is the rundown, if this is the order, we basically just went through it. And Macklin and Alexander is the main. That's the way it looks. I don't know who wins this. I can tell you Shelly said in his, in his interview he doesn't care, but I think he wants Josh Alexander. Uh, either way, I could do a triple threat with these three. I'd love it at Bound for Glory. But uh, who do you have, Macklin and Alexander, one-on-one finally? My heart wants to say Alexander, but this also might as well be a dusty finish. Only because I think you made a good point when you said this is a big match card. And not to say that it has to be for a title, but just because you're coming back just to have it like this, a title would make it much more sweeter. A vacated title, I'm not saying anyone's going to vacate the title, but it'll make it much more sweeter. I don't know. I could even see Macklin going over on Alexander, say, I've had time to study you and this, that, and the third. But I think the capstone should be Alexander going off, going over on Macklin. I just don't know if this is the right time to do that. However, I think a dusty finish is in the future for this as well. I want to be careful not to have too many DQ finishes on this card because then it gets really weird and not so much fun. But we'll see. It's it's going to be a fun card because I like the fact that you and I are sitting here hemming and hawing over mm-hmm. what it could be. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff. Again, having just a world title match for the sake of having a world title match eh, can get boring. So this is yeah. good. There's a lot of really like question not questionable but like it's leaving us questioning what could happen so we're going to be here tomorrow night either on the main channel or on fightful overbook depending on when the show ends we'll be reviewing the show we'll be telling you where to find us but either way crest the star for now tell them where you can find you ladies and gentlemen after this program right here with myself and joe pearl i will not be on Baldur's gate this evening I might be. I'm a liar. But follow me on Twitter, Exter, Crested V Star. That's where you can find all of the shows that I've done, this included. I have a link tree in the bio that has a list of all of the post-impact shows and the collision shows. I may have to update it. Tomorrow, like Joel said, I'll be here with him. I don't think Steven Jensen's with us tomorrow. No, right? No, but he'll be here with us for Bound for Glory. I don't know if you will be. I guess we're going to find out when that happens. When is Bound for Glory? Don't say the 20th of September. When is Impact Bound for Glory? Let's find out, shall we? It's not September. It's it's uh, October. October 21st. That is a Saturday night. It's also Hell good on Earth. Next. Hey, I'm just saying, last time you skipped the pay-per-view, you ended up having a much more fun time. You know what? I will be here. Impact faithful. I will be here for Brown for Glory. <laughs> Saturday, I'll be colliding with Iridian and Rick and sometimes Sean Ross Sapp. We did it last week, Saturday, Sunday. It was fun. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, you can find me over on Twitch or TikTok at Crest of Star. I'm live and we watch wrestling together Fridays most of the time. But if there's a pay-per-view, I am here with Joe Pearl. I think that's everything I have to say. X, Twitter, whatever it is, Crest of the Star, please. I My brain is off. It's almost 12. It's 11.30. Joel Pearl, where can they find you? I'm easy to find. I'm at Joel Pearl. Tomorrow, I am in the weeds with Jeremy Lambert, as I am every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern until noon Eastern over on Fightful Overbook. So go and subscribe now. While you're here, drop a thumbs up for the kitty cats and drop a thumbs up for the love. And we appreciate you as we do. Subscribe to Fightful Select, best five bucks in the business. Once again, I am Atro Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We'll see you tomorrow for Impact Victory Road. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.